The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're joined by Kathleen McNamee of Off the Ball to talk about the weekend sport and the drought at Man United is over. Finally, Eric Ten Hag has his uh, first trophy. And to be fair, it's the first one that he could have actually won when he came in. 2-0 win for them at Wembley against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup. Um, you know, United looked like they had Newcastle's number for much of the game. You know, mm-hmm. they seemed very much in control. They just needed that little breakthrough to come. And it did come in the space of about six minutes. They got their two goals, Casemiro getting the first one and Marcus Rashford getting the second one. Um, and yeah, you he didn't see, get credit for it though. No, uh, he didn't. But you yeah. could you could see the celebrations afterwards, how delighted the two of them were and just how delighted the whole team was in general. Um, some people were criticising them for celebrating so much, but it's been long enough for them without a trophy. Why wouldn't you celebrate it even if it is just a League Cup, as some people like to say? Just a League Cup. Uh, all right. Um, anything strike you in the Premier League over the weekend? Uh, Tottenham beating Chelsea, obviously, is more grief for Chelsea. Yeah, Tottenham beating Chelsea would really have been a big one. Another maybe unconvincing win for Arsenal over Leicester City. That was just a 1-0 win for them, but they'll be delighted just to have the points on the table. Liverpool drawing nil all with Crystal Palace as well. Not very impressive from them and we said on Friday that they really needed to do something. Uh, But yeah, Tottenham beating Chelsea, one of the big ones. Uh, Chelsea's hierarchy have said they're still backing Graham Potter and he was talking a bit post-match about you know how much his mental health has been affected by by the last few months so it's it a, been death threats yeah death threats to, to his family uh, which is obviously unnecessary it's, it's only a game of football after all um, but yeah there'll be. I think particularly Chelsea and Liverpool will be disappointed after the weekend Now uh, let's talk rugby and um, Ireland um, it wasn't as easy as they thought it might have been no, I mean, there was one stage going into the final 10, 15 minutes where it was 27-20 and you were kind of looking at it going, ooh, is this going to, or Italy going to pull off a bit of yeah. a shock here? But they managed to pull away in the latter moments of the but game. The, the decision making sometimes, I, I'm baffled. <laughs> uh, at the end of the first half, the clock had gone into the red, so 40 minutes were up. Ireland have the ball. They're 24-10 up and they decide to, you know, a flourish, maybe get another try before half time. Instead, the ball is intercepted and Italy get the try in jig time. So it's now 24-17 instead of a comfortable lead. Like, what were they at? At the end of the match, of course, if you, if you know you're going to win it, even if the other side score, you can do a bit of that champagne rugby. They didn't need to do that. I thought some of the decision making was really strange from Ireland in that we wouldn't leak scores against the likes of your France, your Wales, your England in the way that we did against Italy. And I don't know, is it that mentally somewhere the team were like, well, well, it's it's Italy. We should be beating them. But this isn't like the Italy mm. team of old. This is actually quite a good side who can play nice rugby when they want to. I thought players like, say, Bundiaki, he was involved in like four of the tries, but also gave like quite a few away and gave away quite a few loose passes. So I think that's probably where we saw some of our weaknesses, where players had moments of individual brilliance, but then also we're just a bit sloppy on the ball, which is what we really can't be affording to do for the final few games. Now, looking at uh, what happened to Scotland in Paris. Now, they can't win the Grand Slam. We are the only team that now can win a Grand Slam. Uh, But Scotland, um, they had a, a relatively early red card only to be followed a few minutes later by a red card for uh, France. For France as well, yeah. And it was just generally a really poor 
result for Scotland. I mean, they did great to come back into it considering those early few moments. They were so far down and the 32-21 probably flatters them slightly. Um, I mean, they were 19-0 down after 20 minutes, which is not what you would have expected from this Scotland side. I think a lot of people were saying that if they could go toe-to-toe with France here, even if it was a loss, it would have showed a lot of progress for them. Um, But yeah, instead they had major handling errors. I think France only had like two or three I saw, whereas Scotland had closer to 20 and they just they brought it on themselves rather than it being a dominant French performance now uh, the the prospects our next match uh, will be against Scotland in a fortnight's time and then we have England uh, on the St. Patrick's weekend so uh, you know still an uphill battle England uh, are no slouches no matter how they perform you know they're a big pack they're dangerous And those matches are always massive. I mean, playing Ireland at home on Paddy's weekend, you know, there's a lot of atmosphere and a lot of grit that comes with those sort of games. So that's another side mentally that both teams will have to um, come up against. But I think, you know, Ireland have definitely shown they can do it. It's just... It's, it's a hard one because we do have that history against them and really on paper we should be beating them especially if the players that are supposed to be coming back are back for the Scotland game. Uh, in the Women's FA Cup that's a, a parallel competition uh, and uh, Manchester United advance so uh, good on all sides. Yeah, a very good weekend for them. They were 5-0 winners against Durham. The big result there was probably Chelsea beating Arsenal 2-0. Uh, they've won the last four times the two sides have met even though they go toe-to-toe at the top of the table. Reading also beating Tottenham was a pretty big one they bait them on penalties 5-4 OK moving on to GAA um, what struck you what What did you learn from the weekend <laughs> results uh, well it was a pretty dismal performance for Tyrone against Mayo uh, they lost 4-10 to 12 points at McHale Park Mayo have been on an upward trajectory so far I do, but I don't think anyone expected Tyrone to completely be demolished in that way so worrying times for them unless they're looking to peak a little bit later in the championship Kerry were one point winners against Armagh Dublin had a close run out against Clare that was 16 was points point. to 112 yeah, yeah um, you wouldn't expect that kind of result with Clare no, they've been slow enough to get started uh, Dublin this season. I mean, there's a few players coming in. You have, you know, Jack McCaffrey returning after not playing for a couple of years. Um, but they'll be they'll be disappointed with that one. They really would have hoped for a little bit mm-hmm. better. And Dublin in the hurling um, had a shooting lesson from Tipperary. Yeah, two, that was 223 to 24 points uh, in that one. And... Again, another st- uh, something weird about Dublin teams this season. They just haven't seemed to have got going or to have the edge that they've we've seen from them in previous years. Um, also in the football, you had uh, Roscommon losing for the first time this season against Monaghan. So, th- I mean, they're still doing well up there in Division 1, but this is the first loss that they've had. So kind of a surprise. And uh, finally, we should talk about uh, Rashida Adeleke. Another record. Yeah, so she once again has smashed the 400 metre record in Texas at the NCAA championships there. So she got a 50.33 and that was quite a bit ahead of the person, Kennedy Simon, who came in second, which was 51.01. So, I mean, she just is going from strength to strength. She's a superstar in the making, there's no doubt. Yeah, and there's a lot of metal talk around her already about the Olympics coming up in 2024. So, fingers crossed, she's able to stay fit and healthy for those and keep keep doing what she's doing. Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball, uh, thank you very much for joining us. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.